Hello, everyone. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Dungeon Dive Bar. Yeah, floor two. Yeah. We're on floor two now, guys. Going down. After an exciting interlude with Toe Crusher. Oh, Toe Crusher. Exciting, entertaining, and she will be missed. May she have a long and exciting adventure outside of the Emerald Spire in areas of not magical darkness. <laughs> also, uh, Maldrix no longer got a hangover. Hola. Maldrix has returned. Amazing. Your two-day bender long enough for you? Not really, no, but, uh... <laughs> but someone has to do work eventually. Ran out of gold, he needs to go adventure more before drinking more. There you go. That's it. a classic problem. Mm. Speaking of drinks, what's everyone got tonight? Martinis. With gin Actual this time. With gin this time, yeah. <laughs> I unfortunately have to drink ginger ale because I have to go help a friend move after we're done for the day. It's got ale in the name. I'll count it. Yep, that's why I picked it. I have lemonade and vodka. Just a straight vodka? And lemonade. Ah, I didn't hear that part. Excellent. It's really, really hard drinking. Oh, for sure. <laughs> you're, you're halfway to... Oh, I keep forgetting his name. Arnold Palmer? <laughs> no, 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 no. There's an alcoholic version of the Arnold Palmer named after a different golfer who was in... John Daly. Oh. The John Daly is an Arnold Palmer spiked with vodka because John Daly was a notorious alcoholic. Beautiful. Fair enough. I mean, I you just... have to have some fun while golfing. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> I am just drinking Voodoo Ranger Imperial again because... Uh... It's good. That, and last time I tried to go buy liquor, it was Sunday, and I forgot that I live in Texas. Oof. Ah, uh, yes. Such yeah. Good, uh... Liquor stores are closed all day Sunday, and you can't buy wine and spirits from grocery stores until after 12 p.m. Yep. It's yep. Like, I'm not gonna wait to go do that. I'm just gonna wait until Monday and go get the good stuff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As a designated driver, I I'm simply drinking the Drink of Geniuses, Diet Edition. And if you've watched Steins Gate like I've told you, you'd understand what that is. Oh, Alex right. just went to Costco on a booze run yesterday. Nice. Got like a gallon bottle of gin. 1.75 liter. <laughs> okay. Solid work. <laughs> Kate and I actually made a custom whiskey flavor. Ooh. So Caden likes to infuse whiskeys. And made many in the past. Apple mango vodka was one that was really fun. But a recent blend we made when Father's Day was rolled around is we made hot tamale infused Jim Beam. Huh. Which huh. basically tastes like Fireball because it's just hot tamales melted in whiskey. Yep. Because my dad's favorite candy is uh, Red Hots and Hot Tamales. So we made him a... Uh... They're solid. I have no idea what the whiskey infusion process actually looks like. So I'm just imagining you guys have a reverse centrifuge just in your kitchen. Do I do actually have a centrifuge. That doesn't surprise me. It's for unrelated reasons. My parents got us for Easter centrifuge whiskey cello which is like limoncello whiskey they <laughs> just made it with whiskey instead of vodka it's danny devito right. approved it's it's very very lemon. sweet i also have this bullet that's also a knife that's unrelated i just think it's neat <laughs> <laughs> i have a pin that is also a bottle opener i gotta get one of those bottle cap guns for uh caden still i have a tiny turtle that squeaks that's you know what you win that's it that's the best thing all right pack it up folks we all lose i have five olives in my martini i have a small pink rubber duck all right that's that's a contender i also have two swarovski crystal mice one is pink and one is white i have an electric violin are we just listing things in the room now <laughs> i think so <laughs> squeaky turtle is on my desk and always has been 
He's the only toy from my childhood that I actually keep. <laughs> oh, speaking of uh, childhood, we're now in floor two. Solid segue. I can't oh. wait to see how that relates. Well, great, great segue. I love it. <laughs> Listen, I am an audio engineer, not a public speaker. <laughs> Damn it, Jim. Damn it, Jim. Damn it, Garrett. Let us see how child in floor two relate, shall we? <laughs> so you all did some shopping off screen. Mm -hmm. In addition to shopping done on screen, what was it, 800 extra gold pieces you got off of the kobolds? Yep. Ooh. So how much gold was I supposed to have? Yep. <laughs> Maltrek, you have 554 gold, 8 silver, and 5 copper. What's the extra cobalt gold split up between people? 194.6. Okay. For those economically oriented listeners, Ray is not getting a cut of that loot for reasons. Do we roll our hit dice? How do we handle level two in this? We use the method that I like, which is both of us, me and the player will roll and advantage takes it. So... You are a D8 class as a Magus. I rolled an 8. Oh, yeah. Hey, Lamau. It's and over. I, I, it's over. <laughs> I rolled a 6 anyway, so, like, you were pretty set either way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Garrett, we got that max hit die, gang. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've also got max hit die. That puts me at, I think, 15. But do you have a martini with five olives in it? <laughs> Ooh, no. no that just wish. sounds like a glass of olives with a little bit of martini. Shut up, I like olives. Listen, if Megan wants a super dirty martini, <laughs> let her. That's when you add the olive juice. We just put olives in. So when I was a bartender, because of course I was, that's why I'm running this Dungeon Dive bar. Right. I had a woman come up to the bar once, and she went, I want a dirty martini, no olive juice. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. I, I, but Customers, ladies and gentlemen. I looked at her, puzzled, and she went, I want you to make me regular martini, and then I want you to put seven olives in it. <laughs> <laughs> me she knows what she wants and i did and let me tell you i had to actually take it out of the martini glass because the sheer amount of olives actually started pushing the liquor out of the glass yes i had to put it Beautiful. in a rocks glass instead brilliant and then she was like why isn't it in a martini glass it's like, ma'am, you watched me prepare it. You saw it spilling. Do you want a whole martini or do you want seven olives? <laughs> With a little bit of martini juice. I mean, we don't put ours in, our, in martini glasses anyways, because A, we don't have martini glasses, and B, the mixer we use to make it has markings for three martinis, not two. Uh, so it would probably just overflow it anyways. Maybe. Also, Megan's not basic like that. She's cool with any glass. We live in a small apartment. We don't have space for martini glasses. So I don't actually have a martini. I have a martini and a half and five olives. Chef's kiss. Pathfinder. Delicious. Pathfinder. What's that? The reason we're all friends. It's the vehicle we use to talk about alcohol. The reason you and I are able to do shots. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, much like when you got your quest banners, a la Skyrim, as you enter the second floor of the spire, a scroll in your mind unfurls and reads, Level 2, The Cellars. Wow! You know what? I'm cool with this darkest dungeon naming. So what's the light situation as we head down these stairs? I'm glad you asked. For those of you with dark vision, you see, and the steep stairs that you're standing on, descended through solid bedrock of about 50 feet before ending in a stone-lined room. Jeez. A large stone door stands directly south of the stairs, a small alcove to the east, 
and another door to the southeast is slightly ajar. An extinguished torch rests on the floor. Well, it looks like it'd be a torch. You guys just see stick. Right. The illumination is dim lighting due to the presence of a patches of greenish white luminescent mold. Ooh. Uh, it is only in some areas. Okay. I'm just gonna assume we don't want to touch that. This is most weird. I think it's considered that, like, if we make the second floor the actual bar, it'd be perfect because it'd be a secret bar because you have to navigate through complete magical darkness to get to it. So it's like a speakeasy then. Yeah. <laughs> it's a speakeasy, but it's unnecessarily hard to get into because it's perfectly legal. It might be a little too classy for a uh, dive bar, though. <laughs> Maybe. Nothing says class like glowing mold we'd on have the to, We'd have to change the podcast name to Dungeon Speakeasy, and that just yeah. doesn't have the same ring to it, you know? I'd have to do all the rebranding and get the new art. It would be a whole... You have a sliding thing in the door. I'd have to draw Rutha and Pelta and flapper dresses. <laughs> and Toe Crusher, of course. Toe Crusher and a flapper dress, too. You know what's really funny? I went to go to uh, pull something off of Rule 20 for tabletop audio. The first thing listed was 1920 speakeasy. Nice. <laughs> Perfect. That's great. If you're doing that art, you should also put honesty in a flapper dress, just like the gun in a dress. But you are now on floor two. Ooh. Wow. Are we, though? It looks a lot like floor one. Looks exactly like floor one. Same smooth hewn stone. I think that was a meta joke about the fact that our map is still on floor one. It looks exactly like floor one. Holy shit, the dead goblins and everything. Look at all these dead goblins. (laughs) Oh, I didn't move you guys to floor two. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you had to get to the stairs. Yep. Sam's like, I can see it. What's the problem? (laughs) I forgot that I have to move you guys, too. See, here's the cellars. (laughs) So, what do you all wish to do in the cellars? What is this weird... Moss and Pelta's gonna like poke at it with her green sword. I wouldn't touch that if I were you. The moss kind of flumps off like you just cut it. Oh. Can I roll something for this fungus? Yeah. Dungeoneering or nature? Either. I have dungeoneering. <laughs> like, unless it's local or plains, I have no idea. 25. Now I won't bother. Maybe. 25. You would know that I misspoke earlier and this is mold, not moss. <laughs> it is not toxic. It's just bioluminescent and kind of furry to the touch. Nice. Yeah. We can garnish our drinks with it. Could make a fun garnish, yeah. <laughs> if you had a skilled craftsman, you might be able to extract the hair and weave drink koozies or tablecloths that glow in the dark so you get like a blackout night. <laughs> Every <laughs> night on the first floor is a blackout night. <laughs> exactly. Ooh. Our bar is just, like, it's got all the different levels, and each one has a different theme. So this one's, like, the, like, Blacklight Nightclub-themed. Yeah, that would require a lot of staff, though. (laughs) Okay, but it shouldn't be dangerous. There is a door to the south, and the southeast is slightly ajar. Oh, boy! Watch out for that door. It's a little bit ajar. I mean, I feel like the people with reach weapons should probably go first. Yeah, I probably shouldn't be leading this expedition. I know I walked in all gung-ho, but, uh... Lead the way, right? Is that Nero from the Devil May Cry series? (laughs) (laughs) 
Right, Maldrick, you uh, woke up from a very nasty hangover, and there was this guy with your friends. He just assumes it was the previous guy. He doesn't remember he died. <laughs> he woke up from an average He's hangover. like, oh, another anime boy died his hair white. Cool. Passes back out again. It was an <laughs> average hangover. I, I like this canon that uh, Maldrick's a very functioning alcoholic who just passes out sometimes. <laughs> exactly. That's far from the truth. Listen, he passes out for like two days after a victory, and then he's ready to go get more money to finance more passing out. And the cycle continues. He's well-rested. You can't deny that. He is well-rested. It is. It's a self-sustaining cycle. Buy yourself uh, an alchemist's kindness after your two-day divinder. Ah, best magic item. I've never actually heard of that magic item. What is this one? Yeah, it's an alchemical item that when mixed with water makes a fizzing cocktail that eliminates the effects of a hangover within 10 minutes of drinking it. That's fantastic. <laughs> I am sending that to my friend who is literally making a moonshiner. <sighs> Favored by young rakes and other well-to-do inebriates is the description. <laughs> what a specific <laughs> statement. Okay. That is without a doubt one of my favorite books, Inner Sea Taverns. Yeah. Breath is going to pop around the corner and see what's down that hallway there. All right, you want to roll some perceptions? All right. Oh, also, I think we kind of skipped over saying it. Uh, Declan rolled a 25 on his dungeoneer. Yeah, 17 on the die. He got that good info. I took a summer course in microbiology. <laughs> <laughs> what is microbiology? Uh, mycology, actually. Study of mushrooms and fungus. Uh Oh. Well, that's, uh, that's pretty all right. It's a 21 perception. And evenings hunting for morels on the shores of Lake and Carthen. That doesn't sound unpleasant. I mean, Lake and Carthen sounds pretty unpleasant in general. Very dangerous. It's not even a good lake. It's all foggy. Mm, yep. We've got uh, zebra mussels. Ray just sort of glances over at Honesty, resting on his shoulder. So, as you look around, you notice a couple other things. The doors are featureless stone slabs, but you also notice a secret door. Oh boy. <laughs> secret door, secret door, secret door, secret door, secret door. At the east in that alcove, so why don't I just... Uh... Oh boy. Ooh. Fancy. For those at home, an S appeared on our map. S for secret. Oh boy. Or for spooky. I'm gonna go poke it. <laughs> you poke it and it opens because it was unlocked. Cool. Anybody know how to check for traps? <laughs> Might be too late for that. I mean, you can you can always look for traps. Listen, if they trap the secret doors, anything sacred? <laughs> <laughs> you find a wall. Uh, there's a door to an empty room. I'll detect magic. Yeah, it will as well. You detect magic, and also you look at it closer, and you realize, oh, it's another secret door. Oh, what a surprise. Did we actually detect any magic, or...? No, you did not detect any magic. Not even through the, uh, because it's a thick slab door. Poke my way through the other secret door. Also, for those of you who would have range and stuff, the hallways are 10 feet high, but the rooms themselves are 20 feet high. Okay, good to know. So this little hallway you're in right now was 10 feet up, but the room you were in is 20 feet up. So... Rutha is gonna kind of, I mean, try and open the second secret door and kind of, like, peek out. Like, just crack it open and peek out first. I'm gonna need a stealth check. Oh, boy. And a perception from you. Because you're trying to sneak. Rutha's best skill, I'm sure. Trying to be sneaky. I'm not very good at that. Always love it when the uh, front lines are sneaking. It's not an absolutely terrible sneak. And another perception. What'd you get on that stealth roll? 14. 
Not a super great roll. Actually, it's a pretty good roll. Your stealth is zero. Yeah. I don't stealth, usually. <laughs> but we don't have a scout anymore, so I don't see shit. I see more magical darkness, wait. No, that's just regular darkness. So as you look in, you see, you don't see a whole lot because your eyes are immediately drawn to the presence of Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> the pillar of glowing emerald. An orb. Oh. <laughs> Shiny. It's some Go sort ahead. of emerald spire. <laughs> Which as you look at it, it is going up and through the ceiling and through the floor, likely connecting to the same pillar or spire as you saw above. This makes sense that it's here. The, the one above was right next to the staircase. I'm more concerned about what's on the far, uh, the table on the <laughs> far wall, to be honest. Yeah, slightly. Yeah. yeah. So why don't I read the description of this room? A curving wall of glowing green crystal bulges out into the chamber from one corner. A stout wooden table stands along the wall opposite it. On the table lie three rotting human corpses and the remnants of a very large spider. One of the human corpses has all of its extremities severed and its torso has been opened to reveal the internal organs. Another dismembered corpse has a spider leg sewn onto the stumps in place of the removed limbs, all of which are neatly arranged near the rest of the spider. A bucket of reeking old blood sits on the floor under the table, and needles with lengths of silken thread attached are stuck in a hand-sized block of blood-stained wax atop the table. Ugh, this is well, awful. That's not creepy at all. <clears throat> is this some sort of Spider-Man? <laughs> Retha, as you're looking at the uh, corpses, the spider limbs start twitching. Oh no. Not alive, but they're just sort of twitchy. If anyone wants to give me a knowledge arcana. I have that too. Yeah, I can. So you're saying they're like a frog during dissection? Yes, like a frog during dissection. Do with arcana. That is a 20 for Declan. Oh, 16, 16 for Pelta. Do not like that. 16 Do for not Pelta. like that. 22 for Modric. All right, so y'all put your heads together, and best theory is that the latent energy of the spire, the energy of the emerald, this emerald spire itself, is acting similar to a real-world analogy. It would be analogous to a weak electrical current being run through a corpse to stimulate muscles. Okay. So they're just twitchy because there's energy coursing, like latent energy coursing through it. Do you think this room is safe to move into? I'd like to take a closer look. I think we could. Retha, you don't see any living things, do you? No, I, I don't, but <laughs> was a bit distracted by the twitching spider people. Well, let's, let's just play. get in there. Can't learn anything from here. Retha's gonna <laughs> kind of go in there and stay as far away from the table full of Stop right there, Pelta. Criminal scum, you violated my mother. Oh no. I need a reflex save. Oh no. That's a very bad reflex save. You've activated my trap card. You've activated I... my trap card. Yeah. A pit trap. Oh, wait. Oh, I see. I have revealed the location of the pit trap with the handy dandy red box. Ah! But that's not all. There's spikes at the bottom. Oh ah. no. 
It's a different trap. This isn't Spike Trap. That's from <laughs> my notes from last session. There are a lot of emotions going into this pit trap. Wait, wait there were spikes in those traps? They only did three damage to me. Yeah. Um, a cage falls from the ceiling. Uh, a what? A cage. Oh, no. So wait, am I in a pit or is it am I in a... Am I in a You're cage? in a pit, and a cage then falls on top of you. Uh, Does it fall on top of the pit or on top of Pelton? On top of the pit. Okay. Locking you in. Oh, that no. That reflex save was to see if you avoided getting hit by the cage as it fell. Tell me, does an 18 hit you? I assume I'm flat-footed. You are flat-footed. My AC flat-footed is 16. No! You are trapped inside the cage, and from falling, you're going to take some fall damage. Why does the cage have to roll the hit if it's just over the pit? To see if you get crushed by it. Pins yeah. are part of the cage. Yeah. You're going to take eight points of falling damage Oof. as How well. deep is the pit? It's a 20-foot pit. <gasps> 20 feet. But wait. But wait. There's more. Oh, no. And you ready for the silliest thing ever? Uh. <laughs> Attached to the cage by some rope and a leather harness suspending it is a skeleton. Uh, Roll for initiative. Oh, sh- <laughs> You're in a cage match with the skeleton. Fuck Jesus. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, this is like the fucking pit traps in Rise of the Rune Lords where you fall down into a pit and there's fucking zombies in there. I knew Except I those are a lot more obvious. I knew I should have taken a range spell. That's a 17 for Ray. After fighting our zombie goblins at the front, I made sure I prepped. 1v1, let's oh. go, skeleton. <laughs> it's a cage match. <laughs> <laughs> it's for the belt. <laughs> Hit him with the chair. <laughs> uh, if I could catch spiritual weapon. <laughs> Up first is Ray. Ray, I need you to get me closer. I can't see what's going on. The cage dropped on Pelta. What? Oh, come on. And step over to the side of this pit. I'm going to assume that the cage gives the skeleton soft cover. It will. Cool. Hostile registered. Ray? Firing. And shoot honesty at the skeleton. So let me apply soft cover. I would also like to uh, show everyone Ooh. the art of the <laughs> uh, entire human skeleton. Very accurate. Beautiful art. Uh, to quote uh, one Mustard Queen page, that is a very sexy skeleton. Isn't it? I, I went, you know, these skeletons could just be skeletons, but they should be sexier. Exactly. They need some sass to them, you know? They require spaghetti. Health, as you look, this one is oozing marinara from its mouth. Uh, Perfection. <laughs> I'm still gonna shoot it though, because this ain't this a mercy. Thing? It's chunky marinara, so there's like bits of stuff. Yeah. Uh yeah, yeah. And then but because of your black and white dark vision, you can't tell it's marinara. It just smells like it. It looks like it's just vomiting Ugh. meat chunks or something. I'm shooting the skeleton now. Why did you <laughs> Who made- what necromancer made this? <laughs> a guy with a weird sense of humor. One that was doing crack. That is a 19 versus touch for 5 damage. Yes, and you are in range because it is still only 20 feet away. Yep. I'm well within range. You are. And that is... It is bludgeoning piercing, like all firearms. As is, and that is enough to uh, kill the Skeleman. Oh. Excellent. Hostile terminated? 
I expected that to be worse. To be honest, so did I. And in fact, as Honesty says that, the skeleton with the spider limbs attached to it starts jittering and comes to life Ooh. and joins the initiative. Come on, Ray! And in fact, is up! It starts just spewing sauce everywhere. This one, uh, as it gets up, you just see balls of flesh fall out of its body. Meatballs. <laughs> it stands up. All right, we just need some pasta. Gets off the table, and it's gonna shuffle across the floor, across the grate, and get right here. Oh, so we can stir. walk over the pit. Okay. Cool. Yeah, it's it's a it's like a grate. I didn't I didn't know how tall the cage was. So. So it's sort of like a grate slam shut, locking it like a prison cell from the top down. And the skeleton was suspended uh. from the grate so that it didn't fall prone if it hit the ground and it could still attack the whole 10 by 10. Wait, that means there's a rope. Yeah, there's a rope that the skeleton was attached to as well as a leather harness. But also the grate is like latched shut somehow. It's just heavy. Like, you could probably, if you did a strain check or something to move it. Well, I know what my turn's gonna be then. I'm Pelta can just hit their feet. Pelta's 20 feet below. Yeah, there's, ah, there's a 20, it's 20 feet down. Yeah. Yeet your great sword. Wait. She's gonna take her whole time to turn to climb up the rope then. All right. Because there's a rope, it's a nice, easy skill check, right? Doom, you're also sheathing your great sword, or are you just dropping it there? I don't know that I'd ever taken it out, had I? That's true, you never said you did. I was dropped into a pit and then it died yeah. so well, you do have to stand up though yeah okay so i'll stand and start climbing all right give me that uh climb right i got a 13 which is a climb and right climb up a rope is yeah, dc5 so right check so you climb at quarter speed which is 30 for you so round down to five so you make it five feet up this turn it's gonna be a while this skeleton is a pile of ash on the floor to be fair you can't fail that climb check so no i can't Declan, you're up. I'm just gonna extend his hand and cast Disrupt Undead. Nice! Let me see the spell card for that. Oh man, when the wizard's prepared. Arcanist. Our pseudo-raycast Arcanist. 22 to hit. Alright, 22 is definitely a hit. Can you see in low light, actually? Or no, you put up your, your light spell and stuff, right? Uh, it would be 20%. So, uh, yeah, we'll need a, uh, uh, with an 81, you definitely hit the skeleton for how much damage? Four? Four points of positive energy. And that is enough to disintegrate this skeleton, because they're weak little skeletons. Still terminated. Good job, Declan. Thanks. And we are out of initiative. All right, Retha's gonna run over and pop that grate, or try to anyways. Ray will assist you, or try at least. Declan, as you run over, you just feel a squish. And you look, and you've got some cooked ground meat on your shoes. Ew. I very quickly take notes. Is it just a strength check to pop the uh, grate open? Strength check to bend the bars, a strength check to lift the cage, or Pelta can attempt an escape artist check to wriggle through. The strength checks are yep. probably I'll try to lift the cage. Take 10 to auto-assist you. Have fun. Do any of these bodies look like they might have once held noodles? As you get closer, you see the thread that the needle is threaded with is in fact a noodle. <laughs> Madmen. In fact, there are s several noodles. So many people are going to be confused because they can't see what the skeletons look like. <laughs> look, if they don't get the reference by now, they deserve it. <laughs> so with a 17, you try to lift it? Uh, 19, actually, because I'm auto-assisting. 19. Is anyone else assisting? Sure. Let's give it a go. 
Uh, do you have a? Oh, you do have a negative strength, so you can't just take ten. Yep. <laughs> I don't. Maldrick. Yeah. No. I I'll assist. Yeah. All right. You have a positive strength score, so you'll auto assist. Declan's um, just on the other end, and he's trying to lift this entire side of the cage by himself, and it's just not helping. It's not even the side with the latch. She's grabbing the side <laughs> with the hinge. Declan, <laughs> that's the hinge. Yeah. Oh, wait. I'm, I'm sorry. Guys, if we're out of combat, I have a better idea. Sorry, I forgot about this. Uh, Battering Are you portable ramming it? No, no, I'm not portable ramming it. I have, like, an actual idea. Oh, okay. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, no, I picked something up with some of my money. Uh, I, he pulls out a what looks like a wire saw. Oh, hell uh, yeah. Except the blade is like tinged green and starts cut and starts. Uh, would you say these bars are about one inch thick? I would say so. Okay, cool. Then I start cutting through them with ease with my adamantine wire saw. Uh, one of my favorite tools. <laughs> you buy. got an adamantine <laughs> wire saw. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, incredibly useful. <clears throat> All right, you get a you get a can tab for that. That's that's phenomenal <laughs> purchasing. Yes. I've never I've heard of the adamantine bear trap. I've never heard of the adamantine wire saw. Essential for any rogue or roguish. It takes me five minutes to cut through one of the bars, and then uh, I assume he can probably squeeze out easier. The funniest part is with the assisted strength checks, you actually manage to bend the bars. No, they're real shitty. Okay. It was a DC 20 strain check to bend the bars open. No, they're not iron. But, but Pelt is just really fat, so we have to also cut them. She <laughs> it's it's the great sword. The great sword's it's there. The it's armor. just not. It's the armor and the big sword on the back. It's just really hard to fit through. She's very thin, actually. Kind of uncomfortably so. Pelt is like, I'm trying to delve a dungeon, but I'm dummy thick, and the clap of my ass cheeks keeps alerting a bunch of skeletons. <laughs> Do you guys have uh, managed to uh, defeat the skeletons and escape the falling cage trap? Thanks for the assist, everybody, to get me back out. Also obligatory, this is no cellar, it's a tomb! <laughs> I'm gonna detect magic over by this pillar, uh, see if there's any notifying marks. There is magic, but you also detect magic coming from the pit. Oh. <laughs> As the bones was, uh, of the skeleton... Float and reassemble. Huh. And we're back in initiative. Interesting. It's... Oh. And I real I shouldn't have cleared the tracker, but I did, so... I mean, it's a new combat, so we do have to roll. It's, it's fine. I rolled one lower. We're good. <laughs> I think I rolled just Even better. Rolled a six this time for a 13. Hey, I rolled one lower, too. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I rolled the exact same, which is absolutely shitty, so... I stole them because I, mean, I rolled three higher. They're down a pit, though, yeah? Yeah, they're in a pit, so... Oh, one's in a pit. One is. The other one's on top of the pit. No. I'm not sure how thick the bars... Or how, like, small the exits are for the bars to this grade. Because realistically, if Palta could have escape artist through them, the bones should have fallen. It was a DC 30. Oh. Uh. Oh. Theoretically, could have. You'd have to be like a contortionist. No. They have like four hits. Let's just finish them off and throw them in the pit later. This first one's gonna make a uh, swing at Ray with its claws. First up is a miss with a 10. That is a miss, yes. And a miss with a 15, I'm guessing. That is also a miss. All right. It's time for this skeleton's turn. He's gonna start climbing. I'm gonna roll climb. All right. It starts climbing. Somebody cuts a rope. Ray is going to five foot step back and 
his arm, which has the uh, strangely semi-translucent buckler on it, uh, he holds up and snaps his fingers, and between them, what appears to be a small moat of strange, almost colorless and clear energy forms between them. He's a Salarian! <laughs> and he slams it into the chamber of honesty. Atavistic round loaded. Firing. And Skeleton is getting a shot at it. Seven touch probably misses. <laughs> Seven versus touch is a miss. The shot goes wide. Pelta, there's a hole in the grate in front of you. A skeleton climbing and a skeleton that just took some claw stabs, slashes at a ray. You, Zerdy cheats. Pelta's going to step up onto the grate, not where she just came up, and draw her greatsword now to attack the one standing on top of the grates. All right, roll to attack. Swing it in such a way that you just knock him down the hole. Bah, an eight's not going to hit. Eight is a miss. Their, their marinara and noodle-coated bodies make them evasive. Right. It gives them a plus one dodge bonus. No. The most frustrating of bonuses. I'm just waiting for a third skeleton to appear, and his, like, bones are covered in Parmesan cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Funny you say that, as they are emitting a fine powder. Of course they are. Fantastic. Don't breathe near them. All right, same as last time. He broke, don't fix it. He's going to uh, cast another Disrupt Undead. All right. That's a 21 to hit. That is a surefire hit against Hutch. There you go. So, and then six All right. positive energy against the one that's on the top of the grate standing attacking. And once again, it crumbles into bones. But as you see it crumble into bones, the bones now disintegrate oh. into ash. And then, could I do a knowledge check on these guys? Yeah. Knowledge? Knowledge, religion, or dungeoneering. Oh, okay. Oh. That's a 19 religion. Yeah, these are your standard skeletons. Whatever allowed them to rise a second time was not related to their method of uh, whatever necromantic effect first animated them as undead. Okay, interesting. Clearly the work of a master pasta mancer. Since you did roll a 19 on that uh, knowledge religion, you do get skeleton facts. Oh, great. Skeleton facts? Oh, boy. You get three facts about the skeleton. Great. You are now subscribed to Skeleton Facts. Resistances. They have DR mm -hmm. and your standard undead traits. So immune to sleep, mind affecting effects, paralysis, poison, polymorph, sleep, stunning. You know, standard undead traits. Yeah. They are also immune to cold. Okay. Now, Sam, you did not say what that DR is. I sure didn't. That would be a second fact. I'll, I'll put it, what is their damage reduction? DR5 bludgeoning. So you need bludgeoning damage to overcome their DR, which is why Ray's gun worked just fine. Yeah, okay. I say Ray's gun as though it's not its own independent entity. I have a name. Yes, you do, Honesty. Honesty just reaches through the fourth wall. <laughs> if anyone could do it, it'd be the gun. You get one more fact. Ray's whole horse. <laughs> Any special abilities? No special abilities, but I can, uh, they got approved initiative. Sure, sounds great. They're very good at the draw. All right. They are very good at it, uh, being first in combat. And these skeletons seem very strange. What with the oozing pasta adjacent items. Yeah, that'll that'll warrant some further study later. Can, however, if you would like, try a dungeoneering to identify what is causing them to come back to life. 
That's another 19. With another 19, you can surmise, because you're a, you're a smart, studious boy, the same latent magical energy emanating from the spire itself mm -hmm. that led the musculature of those spider legs and the corpses to sort of twitch and animate. That was my guess, yeah. Would have possibly defibrillated the skeleton and just reset the death counter on yeah. it. Yeah, okay. But since it already happened, it's probably a safe bet it wouldn't happen again. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, just kill him again. Get it. And it is Retha's turn. But that one's still climbing up a pit, right? Yeah, it's still climbing up a pit. How far up is he? Uh, he's uh, 10 feet up. If I cut it, he'd take damage. Can I try to just cut the rope with my spear? Roll to hit, roll damage. AC 5, as with all unintended objects like that. 21 to hit is a definite hit. And lo, it takes five bludgeoning damage and crumbles into ash as well. Amazing. Immediately, once this is done, I'm going to collect some of the pasta. I might be able to use it as spell focus items later. You might be using it to make a delicious pasta for you. Delicious pasta for you. What? And we are now out of initiative for real this time. You're going to eat skeleton pasta? I'm okay. It's okay. You visits are very weird. I mean, it's obviously magical. I'd like to learn more. So now that you're in the room and you can take a second to look around, now that there's not pasta skeletons coming at you. There has to be a pasta mancer around here somewhere. You see a door to the south. And if anyone wants to roll additional perception checks to look around the area. Sure. Absolutely. Not from Declan. He got a seven. Declan's too busy focusing on the pasta. Which is fair. It is quite interesting. Could I make another perception since I already failed one coming into this room? Hey, Ray got a 31 with an at 20. All right, I don't need to, never mind. Technically a 33, because we are in daylight. <laughs> so. so, Ray sees that there is in fact a secret door wow. to the north. Wow. And there is a regular door down here to the south. Good eyes, Ray. From all the way down there. Thanks. Uh, honesty helps quite a bit. Gonna cast light, Sam, if I could get another radius. I will give you a friend to help you light your way. <gasps> a bee? Yay. Not a bee this time. Aw. This time it is one meatball. A rainbow cuttlefish. Why not one of the sexy, sexy skeletons? <laughs> Let's go with they. There's your 50-foot light aura. Good. It's suddenly so bright down here. I didn't expect it to work. Let there be light. I like this floor a lot more than the other one. <laughs> <laughs> it's floor two. Off to a good start. Way better. I can see things. That's, that's basically it, actually. So, are you going to the north or the south? Should we follow the secret door like we seem to be? Sure. Secret doors. They clearly want to hide something, so it's worth checking out. I couldn't agree more. All right, so you go through that secret door to find another door. By rolling over the 31, this is another secret door over here. Wow. Cool. Honesty will chime in. You have sustained injuries, Pelton. Do you need medical attention? Yes, uh, Garrett, we had found that wand earlier. Do you think we could uh, give me a, a hit? Cure light wounds. Nine points. Spicy. Oh, that feels much better. Thank you very much. Be on the lookout for more traps. There might be more going forwards, especially as we come out at the secret door. As you open the door, why don't I reveal what's inside? That would be helpful, yes. Inside you find... Sarcophagi, apparently. This large stone chamber contains two clusters of four stone caskets. Eight total. There's eight total. Mm -hmm. Two clusters of four each. Uh, in the center of the room, between the two groupings, stands an empty, unlit brazier that is covered with soot and smells faintly of pasta. Why are they burning? Grapes <laughs> of dust covered... 
spider webs cling to the ceiling. And as you enter the room, most disconcerting, a chill breeze arises from nowhere with an eerie howl. Sorry, that was me. The room seems to darken for a second, and in that sudden darkness, you see dozens upon dozens of small spectral eyeballs drifting with this breeze. And as quickly as you see them, they stare right at you. And then all of it vanishes. Uh, The breeze, the howling, the eyes, all of it. Spooky. What was that? Question. Did Honesty, who is immune to mind affecting type effects, see them? Would they have registered to her? Yes. Okay. So they were physical entities. Would Pelta know anything about them? Could she have recognized? As all of you saw these eyes and everything, Peltas saw something a little different. Instead of these empty eyeballs staring at you, just like disjointed eyes just were like floating, you saw a paired set unmoving that just glowed an ominous, sickly yellow. And in that eerie howl, you heard your name. Oh, no. But other than that... Get in there. But other than the eldritch monstrosities that have taken notice of us... Before we go into the room further, Pelta wants to detect magic. With your detect magic, you do detect magic coming from the brazier that smells faintly of noodles. Monsters. Alright, are we gonna step on in, or what's up? Or are you focusing with your detect magic? I'll, I'll focus. Yeah, I'll focus too. One magical aura. It is a faint aura of necromancy. Oh, that's... Studying it you're not really sure from this distance, you have to get a little closer to sort of identify what the function of this magic thing is. Alright, so it's not quite a legendary source of the Forbidden 11th School of Magic Postamancy. Not yet, at least. <laughs> That's probably lower down in the spire. 11th school, huh? Well, yeah. The the ninth school is Technomancy, and the 10th is Trainomancy. <gasps> you guys are skipping some very important schools. <laughs> Like dentomancy, the magic of bones, and specifically teeth? Bones is awesome. Dentomancy is a a sub-school of awesomancy. You you guys are forgetting tyromancy, the magic of cheese. Ah, yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm fairly certain you're just making most of these up. Tyromancy is 100% real. (laughs) I'll need to get closer if I'm going to try and figure out what that is. Uh, Maldrick walks in the room, no fear. Let's go. Go for it. (laughs) (laughs) Betha's gonna follow him after. Maldrick walks in the room, and as soon as you do, Pelta and Declan, with your detect magic, you see the brazier pulse. And much like a very popular game, all the lids of the coffins just sort of scoot over and fall. God damn it. And are rising. Eight Skelemen! Droggers, oh. droggers everywhere. And we'll see you guys next week. <laughs> oh, no. That was like as we walked into the room there. All of them say in unison, uh, <laughs> finally awake, huh? Yeah. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Dungeon Dive Bar. To keep tabs on what we're up to, follow us on social media. You can find us on Twitter at at Bar Dungeon, on Tumblr at tumblr.com slash Dungeon Dive Bar, or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Dungeon Dive Bar. For behind-the-scenes extras, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash Dungeon Dive Bar. Thanks, and see you at the bar.